Welcome everyone to yet another amazing Chazak Hour. Today we have a very, very special guest, a very dear friend of ours, Rabbi Daniel Gladstein Shlita, world-renowned lecturer and author as well, and a fellow Queens rabbi over here in Queens and now today in the Five Towns for Akwee community. Rabbi Gladstein, welcome. Shalom Aleichem. Rabbi Yaniv, I'm so happy to see you. What a simcha it is to see you. So oh. you made my day. Baruch Hashem, Chazde Hashem, Rabbi Gladstein, Yeshikach, for all that you do for Kalal Yisrael, always readily available to give chizuk for Chazak and many other great community organizations. So Rabbi, you don't mind we jump straight into the questions about Simcha and Purim? Of course, of course. Okay. Rabbi Yaniv, when I see you, I'm already Simcha. you know? Well, I'll tell you, the secret is that I was born on Purim. Really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm going to so, tell you something about that. That's okay. very special. Okay, Baruch Hashem, Baruch Hashem, Chaz Hashem. So we look uh, forward to Purim. Everybody's excited about Purim packing, Mishlach Manos, and the kids in costumes being happy is so important. Could you give us some chizuk inspiration on the topic of simcha, of happiness? Happiness. Well, uh, happiness is uh, that which everyone's seeking. Everybody is looking for happiness, you know, and the proof is more books have been written on the subject of happiness than any other subject. But they say, oh, really? yeah, they say, that the fact that so many books have been written about means that nobody's found it yet. So everyone is still looking, everyone's still searching, everyone is looking for happiness. There's an amazing comment of the Chida, Chida of Chaim Yosef Razulai. And this comment of the Chida, he points out on the words of the Ramah in Shulchan Aruch. Because the Ramah begins Shulchan Aruch with what words? Shivisi Hashem Lenegdi Tamid. Okay, I place God before me always. The Ramah ends Shulchan Archaim with the words Vitoiv Lev Mishta Tamid. Someone who has a good heart is always happy. The, what these two things have in common, the way the Ramah begins Shulchan Aruch and the way the Ramah ends Shulchan Aruch, is they both have the word Tamid. Shivi Sesham Lenegdi Tamid. Vitoiv Lev Mishta Tamid. Says the Chida, these are the two Timidim. The two, we, we know every day you have to bring two Karbanos. So we have two Tamidim, the Tamid of Shivisi Hashem Lenegdi Samid, to place God before me always, and the Tamid of Vitoiv Lev Mishta Tamid, to if you have a good heart, you're always happy. Says the Chida, one depends on the other. If you place God before you always, then you'll always have a good heart and be happy. So the key to happiness is realizing and recognizing that everything that happens in this world is from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So for Mekayim, the beginning of Shulchan Aruch, to see Hashem everywhere, will fulfill the end of Shulchan Aruch, V'toiv Lev Mishtetamid. Beautiful. And that's really the lesson of Purim, because an amazing thing, you know, if you look in the Megillah, which, you know, the Gemara says in Megillah, and... Uh, for all you out there, you know, Mesechta Megillah, it's so important to have some of the basic understandings of the Mesechta to, to appreciate the Yom Tavapurim. The, the Gemara says that the Navi Yeshaya promises that God will make a name for himself. By the way, we read this every Tanis. The Haya Lashem Lashem. How did God make a name for himself? Through Megillah Sester. And the question is, the one book where God's name doesn't appear is Megillah Sester. The, his name is nowhere to be found in the whole Megillah. The way with which God made a name for himself is with a book where his name doesn't appear. But I would like to suggest that God's name appears everywhere in the Megillah. His name appears in the Megillah more than anywhere else. You know why? Because the Jewish people in the story of Purim are given a new name, a different name than they're called elsewhere in Tanakh. Usually, let's say... Um, 
throughout Sefer Shemos, now we're, uh, we're headed toward Purim and we're in the book of Shemos. We talk about the Bnei Yisrael as Bnei Yisrael. That's typically what they're called. In Megillah, Megillah Esther, what are they called? Yehudim. Yehudim. Let's look at the word Yehudim. Yehudim are Yehuda. Yehuda. The Shla HaKadosh says the word Yehuda is a wondrous name. It's the name of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. It's Yud Kei Vav Kei. It's Hashem's name. And the Dalid represents the fact that God has a throne. The throne consists of three legs, Avraham, Yitzhak, and Yaakov. And the fourth leg is David. David's the fourth leg. He holds up God's throne, so to speak. Yehuda is the name of Hashem. Throughout the rest of Tanakh, we talk about Hashem. We say, oh, Hashem, our creator, our guide, and so forth. In Megillah, we so recognized Hashem that Hashem's name became part of us. We became called the name of Hashem. We're Yehudim. Hashem became part of us. And therefore, when Hashem is part of you, la Yehudim, the simcha, that's how you have happiness. You make Hashem part of your life. Amazing, amazing. And Yehuda, as we all know, comes from Hodaya, which is thank, being thankful. And yes. I like to add, Rabbi, Mitzvah G'dil Eliyos B'Simcha. Mishinichnaz Adam Arbin B'Simcha. B'Simcha is used many times when it comes to the topic of happiness. Why? Because what's the secret of, of happiness? B'Simcha, if you change the letters around, you have Machshava, which is the same thing that Rabbi is saying, uh, that uh, we should always have Shavisi Hashem Negdi Tamid. It's in your mind. Machshava and B'Simcha are the same letters. Rabbi, oh, nice. Yeah. While we are discussing the topic of Simcha, we all know this pandemic, COVID-19, has been very, very difficult. And uh, how can uh, Purim give us a little bit of a, of a boost and, and give us uh, some uh, inspiration uh, during this, uh, this COVID-19 pandemic when so many influential people, Rabbanim, Gedolim, community leaders, family members, friends have passed away and are not with us anymore. Is, is there anything you could give us some sort of a inspiration uh, during these trying times and, and connected to Purim some way, somehow, Rabbi? Yeah, um, Rabbi Yanev, yeah, you're asking the question of the hour. This is what's on everybody's mind. You know, we're living through very challenging times, very dark times, and it's hard to see the oira. It's hard to see what does Rabbi Yanev want from us. So I want to share with you two ideas of two things we could take from the Megillah to, to breathe some hope and happiness into our lives. The first thing is, let's study the life of Esther a little bit. In my humble opinion, Esther lived, in a way, the most, the saddest life anybody ever lived. We know Esther was Yesoma, says, Ki la ava aim. She had no father and she had no, no mother. And then the, the Megillah continues, and when her father and mother died. And the Gemara asks, we, we just said she has no father and mother. Why repeat again? And when her father and mother died. And the Gemara says, not only did Esther not have a father and mother, when she was born, when she was conceived, her father died. And when she was born, her mother died. So not, she wasn't just a Yisoyma. It's not like, you know, her father and mother took her to nursery and then her father died. And then when she, after her chasana, her mother died. She never saw her father. She never saw her mother. Okay, but, you know, she grows up in Mordechai's house. But even Mordechai, Mordechai tells her, you got to go live with Achashvero. She says, no, I'll let him take me against my will so at least I could stay married to you. And, and Mordechai says, no, you got to live with him willingly and we're done. You know, we're not going to be married anymore. So she has no father. She has no mother. She has no husband. I can't imagine she had much nachas from her children. So she, she didn't have anyone in life. 
She had she was nobody. She had no one in life. She was all alone. And the following story uh, sort of resonated with me in in this context. The story goes: it's it, it printed in the Sefer Toldos Adam of Reb Zalman of Elijah that when the Chafetz Chaim lost a child, Chafetz Chaim said, he said, until now, Rebbeinu Shalaylam. I loved you, but my love for you was split for my love for my child. But now that I lost my child, my love is dedicated only to you, HaKadosh Baruch We know that through the story of Purim, Klai reached the highest madrega they ever reached, and they were Makabel the Tarshabal Peh, the oral law. Even on Harsinai, we only accepted willingly the Tarshabal Sa'ab, the Tarshabal Peh Hashem had a force on us. The Tarshaval Peh, we didn't want to accept willingly. And the Medr says that the Tarshaval Peh, it's not so easy. It's really not so easy to accept willingly the Tarshaval Peh. The Medr says to learn Tarshaval Peh, to accept the guidance of Rabbanim, of Rabbeim, of leaders, you have to love HaKadosh Baruch Hu with every ounce of your heart. You can't have any personal desire, so to speak. So through the story of Purim, Klaiso accepted the Tarshaval Peh, the oral law. Who could be the catalyst to, to inspire Klai Yisrael to love Hashem so much that we will accept the oral law? I think it can only be someone who had nothing in their heart other than the love for HaKadosh Baruch Hu, someone who had no father, no mother, no husband, and gave everything up just to love HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And Esther, through her very tragic situation, in a way, on the one hand, it was very tragic, and on the other hand, it was only her who could be so devoted to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, who could elevate the Jewish people to such a high level. So this is really a model, it's a mashal, it's a paradigm that in life sometimes we're dealt difficulties, but we have to understand Hashem is grooming us in every situation we're in to elevate us for the greatest possible Hatzlacha. So here Esther lost everything. And on the other hand, Hashem wasn't abandoning her. Hashem was grooming her, preparing her to be the, the catalyst for Klal Yisrael. So that's, that's one amazing thought. And we'll discuss that further, perhaps. Uh, so, so what the Rav is saying is that with every difficulty and challenge in life, there's always some sort of a light. And it's Hashem, hopefully through this pandemic, hopefully the light will be the Gula. Yeah, right. But yeah, but right. but even though it looks bleak, we know we have a Muna that Hashem is not not just there's a glimmer of of hope. Hashem is preparing us in a way that this is what we need for our greatest Hatzlacha somehow. That's right, hundred percent. Like we know yeah. that the uh, like Yosef was sold to Mitzrayim, and uh, the reason was that so it was because uh, Amishra had to go through uh, Egypt in order to, to go back to 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 to, to yeah. So, so, so let's jump to, to the topic of the Rabbi Sefer. Your first Sefer is Magid or Akir, which has to do with Purim and Megillah. What's shot? What's the reason the Rabbi came out with a book, the first book the Rabbi came out with uh, on, on the topic of Purim and Megillah? Yeah. Okay. So um, I, the, the subject of Purim is, is very dear to my heart. First, I'll were, tell were, you. Were you born in Purim? No. <laughs> no, no. But um, I. First of all, my, my, my dear friend Reb Yaniv was born on Purim. So in honor of Chazak, in honor of Yaniv, I, uh, I figured that would be the most appropriate uh, safer to start with. But I'll tell you, um, firstly, my grandfather, who, you know, I had the opportunity many, many years, Tishabov, to speak yeah. for uh, Chazak yeah. and to speak yeah. about my grandfather's experiences oh, the in the Holocaust. Holocaust. Yeah, I remember. And 
My grandfather, uh, he should live and be well, is one of the oldest Holocaust survivors today. Kenai Nohara, Baruch Hashem, he was a uh, hundred years ago, a while ago, a hundred wow. years old, a while ago. And he was in all the dark places. And his name is uh, Zikni Mari Mordechai. His name is Mordechai. Why is his name Mordechai? He was born on Tainus Esther. Oh, wow. Excuse me. His bris was on Tainus Esther. And he was called Mordechai after Mordechai Atzadik of the Megillah. And, the, and my grandmother, Allah Shalom, who was the daughter of the last Rav of Sachachov, also we didn't know her birthday. So we celebrated my grandparents' birthday on Purim. That was, that was the day of, that we recognized their birthday. So to speak, they were saved from Haman, from Hitler, from Amalek. And therefore, their birthday celebration is, is like a Purim celebration. So, where literally my grandfather was in the crematoria, in the gas chambers, and he was yanked out. So we, we, our family, we believe, is based on the miracle of Purim, our own personal Purim miracle. And that's one of the major reasons that I, I started with the Sefer on Purim. I want to tell you another thing. I mentioned the Chida before, if I could mention. Of course. You know, you know I, was a rub, I was a Rav in Queens, and I'm very close to the Sephardic community, of course, to Chazak yeah. and Tor Anytime. And uh, I had very strong Kisharim for the Sephardic community. And, of course, uh, I do want to say I'm very proud to have a Haskama from Yitzhak Yosef and uh, the Yanivra, um, the... Meirav brothers are very instrumental in helping me make that connection. And I see Rav Avadia's photo right behind you. It makes me very proud. Together with Rav Moshe Feinstein's. By time. the way, I'll tell you the truth. Everybody wants to know, you know, why is this picture in my background? I was in Zindel Berman's. Oh, really? And I see a picture of Rav Avadia and Rav Moshe. I said, what? <laughs> I didn't know they met each other. I, I, never, I never knew the two of them met. And not only did I have a picture, I have to have this picture. So I got the picture, and uh, this picture graces every share. That's right. That's right. right? I've seen it by this year, by Chazak. Yep. Amazing, amazing. <laughs> it shows something about the Rav, the fact that you bring in in your shear, not just, you know, uh, Ashkenazi posting, but you also have many times I see the Rav quotes from oh, and, and, and and the Benish Chai. I'm going to share with you something else. Well, you know, you're in my office over here. Okay. This I mentioned my grandfather is a Holocaust survivor. And yeah, bring the, 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 the your your Zayde mitzvah, the grandfather to the show and 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 uh, or uh, it, you know Baruch should give him kayak that he should uh, be gazent. Right now, my father is preserving him. You know, um, and hopefully we could get him the vaccine very soon, and uh, he could come he could come back. Um, but I want to tell you, you know, I always wondered if you, you see over here. Okay, well, well, this is a little unconventional, but uh, it's okay. We're friends, right? I'm going to move the camera in the left-hand side. Let's see if we could find it. Yeah, the... Igros Moshe. Uh, right on top of the Igros Moshe, where the tzedakah box is, all the swarm of the chida. Oh. See that? So I was always into the swarm of the chida, but I want to tell you a little historical story about why I think Hashem was mazaka me to have a connection to the Chida. Many years ago, maybe 20 years ago, I was in Har Menuchais, and I was about to leave, and I see the, this Ohel, and I didn't know what it was, but I was attracted there, and I went there, and I, I said to him, there was a, is the kever of the Chida, and at the time I was learning in uh, Yeshiva, Chavetz Chaim, I didn't really know so much about who was the Chida, when did he live, I assumed he was Fardi. I didn't have any personal connection to the Sarma of the Chida. 
But many years later, when I became a Rav in Queens and I started giving Shurim and I was like drawn to the Swarm of the Chida, and I sort of asked myself, like, what, what, what do I have with the Chida? What's, you know, what's my connection to the Chida? And I realized that my grandfather, after the war, after he's liberated, he was made the head of the Joint Distribution Committee, the head of the religious department of the Joint Distribution Committee. And he was a Polish survivor. He, he was a Chassidish Yid before the war. And he, he also knew English. So the American army made him the go-between between the American army and the survivors. So actually he was um, General Eisenhower's a translator to the Kloisenberger Rebbe and the Kloisenberger Rebbe's translator to Eisenhower. I'm in the office of him. I'm gonna show you another picture. Sure, please. Yeah, this picture is, uh, this is my grandfather in his army uniform right after the war. Wow. And in his capacity, he um, was able to ship in Dalet Minim to all the survivors. And wow. this is a picture of him giving out the Dalet Minim right, uh, for Sukkis to all the survivors. And by the way, the Kloisenberger Rebbe was the one who asked Eisenhower to, to ship in the Dalet Minim for the survivors. Now, now this is amazing. One of his main um, responsibilities was bringing in Sfarim and mezuzahs and building mikvahs, my grandfather. My grandfather built mikvahs in all the DP camps. And he, um, he built yeshivas in all the DP camps. And he printed Sfarim. And the first sefer, one of the first two Sfarim that my grandfather printed for the She'eris Apleta, for the Holocaust survivors, was, and you see it's in the army green because it was published by the American army, was Lev David of the Chida. Wow. So, so now so we I, I like, a connection. So I like to think that in the Zuchus that my grandfather, after the war, built up the Jewish people with the Sfarim of the Chida. So I have a small Zuchus to be able to learn and say over from the Tar of the Chida. Wow. So wait, wait, the Rav is getting into the, the topic oh. of the Sefer Magad Rakia, which, oh, so, by so, the way, so, if I, I could plug right now, uh, whoever's interested, I have the Sefer Baruch Hashem. Uh, you could get it from the rabbi's website, rabbidg.com. Make sure to visit over there. It's free delivery. So uh, everybody should get a copy right before Purim. Perfect timing. Sorry about that, Rabbi. Thank you. Thank you. appreciate it. So <laughs> one of the, the amazing things the Chida says is that Purim is the root of all the Yom Tovim. The Shorish. And he says Purim stands for Pesach, Vesukos, Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur, Matan Torah. All the Yom Tovim are included in Purim. And we know so, Yom Kippur is Yom Kippurim also. Right, right, very good, right. So, so Purim is in a way the source of all the Yom Tovim. If I may add one amazing thing. Sure. That uh, the Gemara says that when Mordechai wanted to institute Purim, he wanted it to be a Yom Tov, that you don't do Malacha. And the Jewish people say, no, no, no. Shachmanis, for sure, that we could do. Matanus of Yoinim, for sure we could do. Not a Yom Tov. Question is why not a yomtif? I mean, we love yomtif. We, we, we'll take as many as we could get. And Rav Hudner quotes Mikubalim that the reason the Jewish people didn't want to uh, make Purim a yomtif is because if it would have been a yomtif, we would have to make Havdalah after Purim. And a Jew can never separate themselves from Purim. A Jew has to be attached to Purim the whole year. So we said, Mordechai, no yomtif because we can't be Mavdal from Purim. We have to be connected to Purim all year. And every Moshe Shabbos, we say, we may have to separate from Shabbos, but we're never going to separate from Purim. So we say, Purim, we never separate. Awesome. 
Rabbi, actually, this this year, uh, due to the pandemic, we we had burned the whole year with the masks. <laughs> but uh, all seriousness, Rabbi, amazing, powerful. So, so now we understand the, the connection to the Rabbi Safer and why you did purring first. Unbelievable. And uh, you already mentioned, I was going to ask you about Hashem's name not being written in Megillah, but Hashem's name is all over the Megillah. Rabbi, do you have anything you could leave us off with? One last thought, one last message, a story, an inspiring thought uh, for us to continue the Simcha throughout the year, not just in Purim. And to, to stay chazak and to stay strong, Rabbi. Okay, I'm going to share with you one original thought on the Megillah that I think, and uh, segueing into what you asked before, we're, li- we're living in such challenging times and such difficult times, to take something out of the Megillah to see that Hashem is with us and helping us and, and preparing us for great success. You know, the Megillah ends off very strangely. Vayasem ha-melech achashverosh mas Achashverosh taxes all the people. That's such a strange way to end the Megillah. Who cares that he taxes the people? This is the grand finale of the story. By the way, Hashem saved our lives. And guess what? You know, Achashosh is taxing the people. I mean, who cares? Why is that the end of the Megillah? What connection? What shy? So let's say it like this. You know, the, the Megillah be- begins that Achashosh is having a big party. It's a very luxurious party. And what's he celebrating? The fact that the Navi said... That after 70 years, Hashem is going to rebuild the base of Mikdash, and the 70 years came and they're over, and the base of Mikdash is not being rebuilt. Avishar says the temple will never be rebuilt. The Jews are doomed forever, and they're going to be in exile forever. And I will be the monarch, and my line of lineage will be the monarch forever. The Jews are done. So he's celebrating the destruction of the base of Mikdash. Now, by the end of the Purim story, we know uh, uh, Esther is the queen, and Esther has a son from Achashverosh. And his name is Daryavesh. And if you read in Sefer Ezra, the Jews want to go rebuild the second temple. And Daryavesh says, Gazuntahed, go build it. The Jews say, We have no money. So Daryavesh says, No problem. He opens up the treasury of the king, the tax treasury of the king, and he says, Take all the money to build the temple. Now I ask you, where did Daryavesh get all that money from? I believe he got it from the end of the Megillah, where Achashverosh taxes the people. And then that went into the treasury. And then his son gave away all that money to rebuild the second temple. So I say the Purim story comes full circle. The story begins that Achashverosh is celebrating the temple will never be rebuilt. By the end of the story, Achashverosh became the chief fundraiser to rebuild the second Beis HaMikdash. And I would, Yaniv, if I were you, I would hire Achashverosh to fundraise for Chazak. He was very good, you know. <laughs> <laughs> if only our tax money would go towards these type of... Uh, so so the story begins, Achashverosh is celebrating the temple will never be rebuilt. But what's Hashem thinking? Achashverosh, you stupid uh, king. At this party, you're going to kill your queen. You're going to marry uh, uh, Esther. You're going to have a son. He's going to rebuild the temple. You think you're celebrating the destruction of Jewish people? This party will rebuild the temple. So it's the same thing with everything in life. Even though we think it's very a time of Chorba now, and we think it's a very down and dark time, there's no question. Hashem is not bringing us dark times. Beneath the dark, Hashem is rebuilding the Jewish people. This is not a time of Chorba. It's a time of Binyan. And Hashem should, Megillas Esther, reveal the hidden element of what we're going through. And we will see that the Yiban Shem is rebuilding us, of course, through your organization, Yaniv, that's such a source of binyan for Kali Yisrael, and through all who try to uh, 
to do their best to um, bring Klal Yisrael back to the Torah and mitzvahs. Rebbe Hashem should help us see the light. And uh, it's, it's a tremendous simcha to have a few moments with you, Rabbi Yaniv. Thank you very, very much, Rabbi Gladstein. That's Mamish Benahafaku. What a beautiful chidush, what a beautiful insight. What, a, what, what inspiration, Rabbi. We really, really want to thank you from the bottom of our hearts for your time. We know how busy the Rav is doing so many great things and the Sfarim and the Shirim, which are just, Baruch Hashem, Kenayin Haram. You know, I'll tell you this much. Whenever you speak for Chazak, we have the numbers. Kenayin Haram, the thousands, tens of thousands of people that log in and are inspired in the feedback we get. Thank you very much. Continue that We shall all have a Simchas Purim, a happy Purim. Not just in Purim, like the Rav said, throughout the year, Purim is throughout the year. And Mitzvah Shem, we should see the Gula, the complete redemption speed in our days. Thank you, Rabbi Glatzen. Amen. Thank you, Rabbi Anev. Shkayach, Kalta, best regards.